So yes, a cheers to everyone out there on a thirsty Thursday. Cheers to you. This has been another one of those strangely fatiguing weeks. For some reason, it just feels like it's dragged on a long time. And uh, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are just kind of tired and worn out and just out of it. I don't know if that's like the gear shift between winter, spring, summer, and temperatures back and forth. And once again, there's all sorts of political horseshit like there always is. Blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel, uh, I feel like myself, like even today, uh, I was just like, why am I so drained? God, I just feel exhausted. So I'm hoping that this weekend is a good chance to recharge. Um, there is a Joe Bob drive-in on tomorrow, which is fun, but I admit I am not as amped up, ramped up, excited for it as I have been in the past. There's been some issues both community-wise and also, I don't know, there's just something I, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm, I'm kind of burnt out on that too. And I think, I think part of the problem is I follow a lot of people on Twitter. You haven't been eating right. Use brain power to defeat the funk. Yeah, I haven't really been, like, I've been eating okay, but I don't know. I I feel like this week I was just off my game somehow. Um, just couldn't quite get it into gear. And somebody was asking me the other day how, did, how the drawing stream went. And I said, you know, I gotta be honest, I was a little disappointed. I said, I, I feel like... People were just worn out and tired and the energy and hilarity just kind of wasn't there. You know, it was really funny at the end. I said, but I, I, I think, uh, I think the spring fatigue is setting in and, and I feel like between now and when it really warms up and becomes summertime, there's just a lot of shit to get done. There's just a lot of stuff to do. It's just tiring. It's just tiring. So today... We're just going to chill out. Let's recharge a little bit. And let's charge into the weekend. Let's have some drinks and chat a little bit tonight. And then tomorrow, have a power Friday and move on into your fucking weekend. Um, NH Girl Fams is telling me that there's no food talk. But then, but then she posted a pineapple, a pizza, a burger, fries, a chicken drumstick, a beef on a bone, a plate of spaghetti, a donut, eggs, sushi, shrimp, what's that, miso soup, a cookie, a piece of cake, a donut, an ice cream cone, a sundae, a chocolate bar, a piece of candy, and a lollipop. Okay, no food talk. <laughs> King Dinosaurs, I'm probably not going to add any hilarity tonight either. I'm a mess, man. I'll mostly be missing, be listening. King Dinosaur, let me ask you this. In a general, generic sense... What's got you troubled? If you're if you're willing to even just say in a general sense, what what's the thing we can talk about? Um, you know me, I like discuss, discussing topics about stuff like that. 
And it doesn't have to be super personal. Maybe we can just keep it generic and just see if other people are feeling the same way. Black Cat says that there's crappy weather too. Haven't gotten out much. Lots of great clouds and snow tonight. That was the thing. It was warm here and then it got cold. And now it's been kind of wet and kind of rainy. You know, the day I posted the, the motorcycle shot with the helmet outside was nice. But other than that, it's been kind of bleh. I need my yard cleaned up. I'm waiting for the, the for the cleanup crew. And that's a I just, uh, it's just that, eh. And uh, I don't know. My sleep hasn't been great. I just, just having one of those kind of off weeks, to be honest. Uh, it's weird. So... Let's finish. Let's look. I I told this to somebody recently, and they said that they were really struggling because Black Cat uh, comments. I really need to climb the stairs. It's been a while. My sleep sucks too. See, that's the thing. I didn't. You know, my my workouts this week were kind of eh. I absolutely have to go tomorrow, but I I've just been. I think between weather and this and that and the other, bad sleep, sore, just feeling kind of blah. So tomorrow, Friday, let's have a fun Friday. Let's have a chill Friday. Let's have a good weekend. And uh, we'll try and hope for you know, a stronger week next week. Going to get back on rest. i got stuff I just need to get done. And I had a conversation with somebody about that recently. I said the last thing <laughs> that you want to do is when you're feeling a little slow and you're feeling just a little eh, don't be hard on yourself for having a week where you just kind of, you know, you weren't, you didn't reach the speed you needed to. It happens. If you beat yourself up, you're only going to have another weekend like that. So don't do it. Um, NH girl, sorry. Hope everyone has a better week ahead. Sending lots of hugs, prayers, love, XOXO. Same to you. Thank you, Krista. That's really nice of you. It really means a lot to me. King Dinosaur. Well, I'm sick. Like, actually physically ill, so everything is amplified. It's this move. You know, it's bringing up the horrible thing that happened last year, and it's fallout. I'm going to leave that vague if you don't mind. I think you know what I'm talking about, though. Anyway, geez. Okay, there's too much. There's no way I can keep it simple. So I'll leave it there, and maybe we can talk privately in a couple of days. That's stress, man. Like, you know, when you've when you've got... It's, it's weird. I have... Things that at work, my manager will say or do. And it almost at this point gives me an acute anxiety because it reminds me of last year and how I felt last year and how I just didn't, like last year was just so awful. And I want to tell him, will you stop fucking talking about this stuff? Just quit bringing this up. Like, you know what? I don't want to do these silly little review. Like, just fuck off, man. Because I'm struggling with it already. Just let me do my work. It's a new world. It's a new era. I don't care anymore about any of that. So fucking whatever. And it's stressful. And in that, man, when you get stressed like that and you start getting beat up, like, stress is geometric or exponential. The more stressed you get, the worse you feel, which makes you more stressed. And eventually, like, the phrase, the downward spiral. And so, like, that's a, I mean, that's a common known thing. Like, that's not any, uh, that's not any new revelation. So, 
ultimately you have to figure out and find out a way to sort of pull yourself up out of that tailspin a little bit. As we've discussed before, I say that not to indicate that that's easy. It sounds like a simple statement, but the simple statements are often the hardest things to actually execute on. So if I can be of any help, whether that's talking privately or joke or story or anything, I don't know. But as I always tell all of my friends, if I can ever help your mood or otherwise, just let me know. Um, you know, sort of a, a, a sort of a weird phenomenon where some of the people that I've had that I've physically known a long time, that I've been friends with for a long time, a lot of them are either struggling or have been sort of uh, beat down to one knee or whatever. And uh, some people who are in good spots are like, it's chaos all over the place. So you, you take the help where you can find it. And uh, as we've mentioned many a time, that's why I continue to do this show at 11 p.m. It's a lot of work. There's a lot of times where I almost don't want to do it. And, and it's not for not loving it. It's the fatigue, but I do it because when I'm done doing it, I feel better. And I sincerely hope and know that there's at least a few people out there that also look forward to this as sort of a shoulder in shoulder walk through the fields of flame kind of thing. So, you know, we're all just, uh, we're all just trying our best. Black Cat, for me, it's weird. During the actual stress time, I deal with it. When I get time to relax, that's when it hits. You get tired or sick. Yeah, I mean, you're, um, that happens to you a lot, just too much this time. It's coming at you from all sides. Sorry, that can cause real wear. Well, that's the, um, the, the crazy wedding will be fun. How far? The, uh, the thing about stress in the, in the thing about pressure is, when your body's under, I'll just, I'm going to phrase it as an attack because stress and panic can induce a lot of the same psychological, physical, uh, and emotional trauma, uh, upon yourself. Uh, in, so when that's happening, your body can sometimes handle stuff where you're like, my God, I just, I got to get through this. I can't, you know, I can't fall ill, whatever. Well, it'll carry you through it, but it's kind of destroying itself. And eventually you will reach the system crash. So as Black Cat was saying during the actual stress time, yeah, you'll be plowing through it and you'll get through it. And then when it comes for the relaxed time, you absolutely fall apart. And it's sort of a rebound of stress and recovery. So that's why when you're under those periods of stress, you have to make sure, is however you can, you try to keep those shields up. Drink lots of water. Get vitamin C. Take some zinc. Try to get as much sleep as you can. I know none of that, again, is, you know, especially the sleep thing. No, that's not easy. But try your best. Hey, no one's going to fault you. Life is just life. So, you know, I love all you out there. And uh, let's talk about some other 
let's talk about some other, I, I don't know, maybe fun stuff. So you got crazy weddings, wedding, you know, weddings can be fun. Um, you get to see some friendly faces, have some laughs, joke around a little bit, have some drinks. So let's start, let's start with something weird today. How's that sound? Does that sound all right? I'm going to try something a little different. I'm going to try something a little different and see how this works. Um, I'm going to read, I'm going to read you something. I'm going to give you no preamble to this and then I'm going to stop. And I would like to sort of know your thoughts and opinions on this. Maybe we can, maybe we can talk about this and this will uh, keep our mind off of some other stuff. So. The man with no face. Quote, I feel helpless and alone, trapped on the third stone. I feel permanently stoned, this godless endeavor, the only cage I've known. I feel empty and deranged, denied one last epiphany, and uffered, ushered from the stage. Nevermore, this godless endeavor. The usurper. There was something wrong tonight. With some brandy, he sat down and started to play the pipe organ in his great room, a fragrant cigar sending a plumes of smoke into the dim interior. He'd always kept his home dark at night, using only oil lamps and candles in preference to the ugly light of electricity. If he wanted things to be bright artificially, he just used the symbols he'd learned and never want for darkness again. But he liked it dark. Except, tonight he'd wished he'd had the lights on. Something was out there. He knew it. It moved steadily towards him, stalking like some ethereal dread past the defenses he'd placed up. Breaking some of them silently, others avoided in a way he couldn't even guess. And so he sat and he played his music. He drank his brandy and figured he'd let strength fight strength when it came down to a final meeting. His fingers played across the hard keys, chorusing out an eerie tune through the brass pipes. He could tell that whatever it was, it had entered the mansion. The animated corpses he'd had guarding the back hall had been neutralized. Now he was starting to worry a bit. As even during the pauses in his music, he heard nothing but the beginning of rain on the windows, the distant roll of thunder. <sighs> it had been such a good evening. He'd finished beating the whore down in the basement. He'd let her stab him, think that she'd killed him. And then he dropped the illusion and came upon her in the visage of a vampire. <laughs> One of his favorites. But in the end, she stopped crying and begging, just gone to that zombified state of mental retreat. That's that's when you always get bored. And so he'd slowly, ever so slowly, told her. They loved her while he pressed a shiv into her heart and slid her reverently into quicklime. A little pint in the basement. Nice, large-paneled wood mansion out here in the hills. So 
pretty out here. Yeah. Right. It was here in the room with him now. The back of the grand staircase. A few more taps of the keys, and he'd fluidly spin around, and he'd throw a blast of energy and disintegrate whatever silly intruder had made it this far. Y'all need to lock your doors, the intruder said. A chill, a cold, deathly chill ran up his spine. I never should have left you alone. But you were talented. And more talented than I ever was. It said again, closer to him now. He felt his bowels stirring. <laughs> Unable to stop playing the keys, but slower and softer now. A long, uncomfortable pause. <laughs> you didn't think you'd win, did you? He had. And swallowing bile in his throat, just the faintest trickle of urine escaped the tip of his cock, teasing him as it wet his pants. He decided, gotta make his move. And so almost faster than the eye could behold, the patterns of energy formed into a great spear as he spun and jumped, felt a racking pain throughout his body that was so bad he bit off half of his tongue and didn't even feel it. He faced the intruder, the usurper. Oh, oh my God, that face. A dancing pair of lightning bolts outside illuminated the face below the brim of the intruder's hat. A face that was almost perpetually in shadow. But seeing it now, he felt like someone had pulled the plug on his will. And all muscle control. All he could do was gape, drooling and bleeding and blowing snot out of his nose as he fell to his knees. He had been more talented once, but not anymore. His head was disintegrated by a point-blank blast from a shotgun. The usurper left as quietly as he had arrived. So that's the end of the first little piece. You saw Facebook, a new drink you want to try. A frozen banana daiquiri. It sounds delicious. I love banana. I don't care. Banana's delicious. Although, have you ever had plantains? Keeping it light, huh? <laughs> you like that? You thought that was cool? All right. You want, you want a second piece? You want another piece? Bring it. All right. Minds mirrored sorrow. The last time she looked out her apartment window, she saw him standing there down on the street corner, shrouded in the shadow and the blue glow of the street lamps looking up at her. So she went back and waited for him in silence. She couldn't help it. And now and then she'd get a thought, an impression from someone, a glimmer of hope. I hope Dad pulls through. My kids still love me. Cancer can be beaten. 
the drinking problem isn't your fault. And then it would well up in her, an addiction, a drug, something that as much as she didn't want to, she couldn't help it, but just crush them on the inside. If he doesn't, it is your fault. They hate you because of the divorce. Anyone can control their liquor. Your life will end in misery. Sometimes she'd follow them around all day, carefully boxing them inside of their misery, slowly inserting dark little splinters into their minds. Several of them, unable to cope with the weight of that, would snap and give in to it one way or another. Pick your choice. Or, even more fun, they'd become so hysterical and broken, they'd become something that wasn't even quite human anymore. Yeah, when she'd been fighting, fighting, it was different. Like, that was a weapon, it was a tool, but you can't just stop using it. That's like somebody with impossibly strong muscles. You find it just impossible not to flex a little bit now and then. He'd started climbing the back stairwell. I'm coming for you. And I'll kill you. And then resolute, so resolute, it made a strange fluid leak out of her nose. As she pushed, no, you won't. Shaking, she stared at the apartment door, knowing that he stood just outside. Will battled Will as he stood there in the hallway, resisting her emotional and mental attacks like a winding serpent. Occasionally nipping back at her just a little bit, taking away stamina. Slight, tiny peg at a time. Eden Center's got a dream, Jesse. Y'all should have asked for help. Ask who? You? You started all of this in the first place. <laughs> and I hope you go to... Hell for it! He opened the door and closed it gently and walked toward her slowly. I probably will. You know, I've been thinking about that for a long time now. She watched him approach. Dark silhouette, a shade, as tremors of terror ran through her body. Physically, she couldn't fight him. So she launched a mental attack of nightmares, Doubts, fears, blurred images, torture, blood, cities crumbling, on fire, ash, screaming sins, death, pain, sick, rendered crushed hopes. But he avoided her like the shadow of the wind. I'm back and stronger. And you need to just relax. It'll be over soon now. It's time for all this to disappear. He reached her and placed a gloved hand over her mouth and nose, pressing his other hand to the back of her head. Without either of them speaking a word, she closed her eyes finally and suffocated. He closed her eyes and covered her with a bit of a blanket, and he projected a last thought into the ether, a telephone call to the number fading from service. All that you've done in that burden is mine.
the night swallowed him into obscurity. Any idea? Do you have any guess a little bit at all about what might be happening here? I realize that this is very vague, but especially the beginning of this is meant to be. It's meant to be very... Um, uh, very uh, nightmarish kind of a mix uh, of things. Um, I wrote this a long time ago. It's one of the largest and longest things I've written, and it gets a little confusing and complicated in spots because I wrote a lot of it <clears throat> during breaks at work, lunch breaks, um, wherever I could. Sometimes I would type pieces on my phone, um, it isn't really entirely edited. There's some trickery with things happening here and there. <laughs> King Dinosaur says, maybe if I didn't have brain fever currently. What's your, what, what is all of your, your favorite, um, uh, like trippy, surreal, I hesitate to say like brain weirdness, like movie or media. Um, King Dinosaur is really cool stuff though, man. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Age girl, you don't like plantains? The only reason I like plantains is because it tastes like artificial banana. And I kind of like artificial banana. Sometimes I feel like I like artificial banana more than I like the flavor of real banana, which is weird. Um, but like in terms of like trippy, psycho, like whatever movies... Um, there was a movie, uh, a long time ago called The Nature of the Beast with Eric Roberts and Lance Henriksen. And it's a very neat little thriller. It, it is obviously sort of a, a B style movie. I don't know if it ever necessarily had a big, um, uh, if it ever necessarily had a big theater release. But it's an interesting sort of trippy, uh, you know, it's like the, these two, these two characters. And one of them, you get the impression, is sort of a serial killer. And the other one has robbed a bank, uh, where I think they may have potentially killed people as well. And so the two of them sort of know that the either has done something bad. And so they make their way sort of through the Southwest together. And it, it just has some very uh, sort of surreal, weird, wild kind of uh, scenes to it. And a great fucking ending. Uh, that's one of my favorites. In, in, I'll get to you in a second, Black Cat. But like, I feel like every now and then when, when, um, uh, people start talking about horror stuff and horror, 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 horror. Like, yeah, but there's a lot of like, I don't want to say fringe horror stuff that's sort of like suspense and thrillers that I feel like get lost in the love of, I don't know. I hesitate to say schlock, but like, I don't know. I I've, I find myself getting just very tired lately. Uh, I, I laughed today with a couple people online because there was a popular horror account 
who posted something about like, what piece of furniture if would you want to have if you could have it for any horror movies? Like, my God, if they just run out of tweets, like, is there nothing else to fucking discuss? Like, I, I mean, I get it. That's cool, but holy shit. Like, really? And you're like, what's next? What shoe? What what killer wears your favorite pair of footwear in a horror movie? I'm like, horror, 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 horror. I'm just like, I, I, like, I get it. I get that that's what people love. But I, I feel like uh, in a lot of cases, I don't get a certain amount of traction or respect because I am not dedicated to the genre so much. Um, Black Cat says psychological thrillers are the best. You're welcome to that opinion. I don't know if I would say they're the best, but I really like them. I really like them like I like a lot of stuff for a lot of different reasons. I mean, I feel like the multi-dimensional approach to horror, like, it doesn't have to be necessarily some supernatural, bonkers, crazy thing from space. And it's cool if it is. It doesn't have to be. There's things that can just be close to home that are sort of contemporary that are still kind of horror. I mean, if something makes you recoil in horror, it doesn't necessarily have to be supernatural, right? I mean, yeah, maybe that's kind of implied sometimes, but... There's a, there's a movie called Brain Dead with Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman, and Bud Court based on a screenplay by the late Charles Beaumont, a great writer best known for his Twilight Zone episodes. And it is a mindfuck. So good. Um, Black Cat, you'd like to read the text? I should publish them like Wild Bill. I might someday. There, I would need some editing a little bit. Uh... And, and some help, I think, on some of that. Uh, you know, this is like, this thing here, this is about 12,000 words. Um, so, I mean, it starts to get pretty meaty. Um, <laughs> you don't know if they're the best, just a way of saying you like them too. I know, I say that a lot, I say that a lot as, as well, but for the sake of people who may be listening to this, um, you know, I think it's better and clearer just to say that I really like them too. I like them like I like a lot of media. I like the ones that have some, I don't know, fun creativity and thinking about whatever. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and so writing a thing like this, you know, I think about, uh, actually, let's, you know, let's look, let's look this up. Oh, let's look this up because I want to read this. Oh, and I actually, I have something else. I have to, uh. I have another thing I need to see. I think I took a... Oh, yeah, the the neurosurgeon dude. Yeah, this... I've seen this. The I love the brain... The, the box for this. The guy with, like, his head on, like, a frame. Yeah, I remember this. This is pretty cool. Nope, that's the wrong movie. It's not that one. I want this one. There's a different movie. It's this one. Plot. Dr. Rex Martin is a top neurosurgeon who's active in studying brain malfunctions that cause mental illness. The film opens with him walking to his office, the eight on his laboratory turned on its side in an infinity symbol. His assistant, 
Berkovich is playing games with a removed brain connected to a separated face, using his tool to map out the facial muscles in the brain. After Rex takes over, Berkovich accidentally knocks over Philip Montag's brain, a parietal paralysis patient. Rex jokes that the place won't be the same without him. Um, yeah, and then this goes into, uh, like, brain operations. Like, this movie is weird. Uh, it, it's pretty mind-fucky. It's not bad. I, I actually, I, I really like this. Yeah, Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton, Bug, uh, Bud Cart, uh, George Kennedy. I knew there was somebody else in there. It's like, there's another, there's another, uh, actor in there that I, that I remember being there. I love George Kennedy. That guy, that guy seemed like he would have been just like a cool dude to hang out and have a beer with, you know? She was married four times. Holy shit. But he he always just, uh, I don't know, he always just seemed like a, a, a happy guy. Like he, I don't know, there's something endearing and earnest about his face, uh, you know. NH Girl says, I watch some of those movies, but I try not to. NH Girl, what, uh, so you like, uh, you like funny movies. Um, have you seen any good recent comedies? Or, or maybe what are some comedies that you feel, uh, might be underappreciated, um, that you would love for people to share? So we can, we can read those out and maybe, uh, some people get some, some different suggestions on that stuff. King Dinosaur says, I guess I'm going to talk more than I thought. So why would you be sorry if you're talking and interacting? That means that for, to a certain degree, I've done my job, which is I've made you forget about a little bit of that roiling turmoil and you're now here hanging out and just talking, talking, which is great. Seems like comedies kind of die with, which is a shame. If there's some good contemporary ones out there, let us know. I go back to, what was it? The guy that wrote The Hangover. He's like, you can't write movies like The Hangover anymore. You're not allowed to do crazy horseshit comedy stuff anymore, which is why he went on and wrote Joker, which is about the biggest 180 from that movie that you could possibly do. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I, I can't think of a ton of new comedies. I feel like the last uh, movies that were funny that I really just, like, laughed out loud aloud was sort of that era around The Hangover. I mean, like, the very first scary movie I remember when it came out I thought was funny. And I actually thought Not Another Teen movie was kind of funny. But all of that stuff just... They, they kept trying the same jokes... And they just, eh. and so that kind of just, uh, fell flat on its face. I, I, I feel like so. Yeah. Krista, if you have any suggestions of some comedy movies, uh, give them a share. I have to, I have to share an image of something that I found <laughs> when I was watching TV. Um, let me pull this up here. Easiest way for me to do this is this way. I will upload it to my little OneDrive cloud folder here. 
I'm about to, so, you know, talk to, I talked momentarily about how, oh, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, maybe as revered in the horror community because I'm not talk, constantly talking about horror trivia, but I found a piece of very obscure horror trivia that I wonder if any of you even knew, even knew about, um, and I think this is going to blow your mind a little bit. I may have to publish this on Twitter. Uh, this is such a mind-blowing revelation. Uh, I didn't even I didn't even know what to do with myself when I saw it. But uh, I was watching, rewatching a little bit ba- of the movie Bad Lieutenant, and so I went to watch a little bit. Uh, I, I went to look up some trivia, and I came across this little gem. The howling noise Keitel makes here and in other films indicate that all of his characters share a universe in which all of them are werewolves. What the fuck? How did that get in there? Somebody got this and I went online and I couldn't find it on the IMDb website. But sure as shit, for whatever reason, it shows up on the Amazon trivia for this movie. Oh yeah, boy, huh? That explains a lot. I guess. uh, (laughs) I guess a lot of Harvey Keitel's characters are all in a shared cinematic universe where they're all werewolves. (laughs) What? Oh my god. Werewolves. Harvey Keitel is awesome. That guy's amazing. Uh, Amazing actor. NH Girl, you like Adam Sandler and stuff like that. Uh, And you live in the city you went to high school in. I, I have to admit, I know Adam Sandler gets beat on a lot. I really like the guy. I respect him. Look, are all of his movies great? No, but there are a whole lot of actors where I feel like all of their movies are great. But I also feel like he's got a lot of movies that are underrated and underappreciated. And I still don't feel like people talk enough about how unbelievably amazing that guy was in Uncut Gems. That is Adam Sandler not playing Adam Sandler and playing a role that, honestly, thinking of it, I don't know of anyone else who could have played that quite like he did. So that's another case of, man, that guy, given the right script and the right direction, I would love to see him continue to play stuff that would sort of seem to be outside of his realm. Um, Black Cat, that movie, Uncut Gems is like a 90-minute panic attack. It is absolutely incredible. Um, he's also generous to his friends. I respect him, even though I only like a few of his movies. Yeah, I've heard that, too. I've heard that, like, you know, in real life, he's actually, you know, a really solid guy. NH Girl, you don't watch movies to break them down. You just do it as entertainment. You know, I do it with some and not with others. You know, if I watch a Godzilla movie, I just watch it to have fun. I'm not going to analyze something like that. But I, lo- I do like some of the movies that are a little more cerebral. Um, but, you know, I can... Look, we watched watch Tiger Claws 2, for God's sakes. That was so nonsensical. And I had a blast. I loved it. Um, so I like, a, I like a lot of shit. I like a lot of shit for a lot of different reasons. 
He's funny on us and all back when it was still funny. I mean, he was great in Punch Drunk Love. Like, he, Happy Gilmore is an absolute all-time comedy classic. And honestly, so is Billy Madison. They were, they were unique for their time when they came out. Um, everybody pitches Caddyshack as like the funniest golf movie ever. But honestly, I think Happy Gilmore is funnier. I actually like Happy Gilmore more in it, in it, like, uh, going on even with some of his later films. Uh, I actually thought there was what the, the do over. I actually thought that was pretty clever and pretty cute. So, you know, I like Adam Sandler. Uh, you know, that's another dude. I, I, I feel like sometimes gets, uh, I don't know, unjustly criticized sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, but look at some of the movies that some of these other actors make. Is any better? <laughs> How'd you like a nice hot glass? Shut the hell up. <laughs> I like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> hey, man, I got some, this is some handmade high quality shit. All right. All right, everybody, listen up. We're extending arts and crafts time by four hours today. My fingers hurt. Oh, what's that? My fingers hurt. Oh, well now your back's gonna hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty. Does anyone else's fingers hurt? <laughs> Fucking Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller is the psycho orderly is so fucking good. I like when he looks out the window and he just... <laughs> oh, hi, Mr. Gilmore. What does he say? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, God, happy. I just hate it here. Oh, what's going on? Uh, it's this air conditioner. It's just gets so hot and stuffy. <laughs> uh, hey, you know that uh, Mista Mista lady? I think I just uh, killed her. <laughs> dodgeball, dodgeball is incredible. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Jokey Joke Maker. <laughs> Who's the, the girl on that, the blonde girl on that, when she does the thing where she almost, like, throws up in her mouth? That is one of the funniest fucking... Like, comedies like that. See, that's the... Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> I, I, again, cursed uh, NH girl, have you seen Dodgeball? <laughs> is it about the Diamond District in New York, Black Cat? Yes, it is. It's, an, it's man, it is, it is something. Holy shit. Un Uncut Gems is one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, NH Girl, are you a fan of Dodge of Dodgeball at all? Somebody was asking me about, they had a, a post online about, like, favorite sports movies. And I was like, dude, Dodgeball movie's hilarious. The Isn't it Steven Root? Uh, I think, no. Is, yeah, I think it is Steven Root is, is in there. And the pirate guy. <laughs> I like the fact that the Deuce Bigelow's movies, people shame me. What? The first Deuce Bigelow movie is brilliant. I don't know about the rest of them, but the first Deuce Bigelow movie is fucking brilliant. The Eddie Griffin, the sight gag shtick of him eating the food in the hot tub 
and it just keeps getting messier and messier, and he's eating like a sub sandwich, and this tomato falls out and sticks on his boob, and he picks it off and he eats it. I don't know how he just didn't die laughing when he was filming that scene. That movie is fucking hilarious. <clears throat> Oh, you have to excuse me. I just had some pudding about an hour ago. <laughs> uh, uh, this, I think, was just a huge mistake. Did you say steak? Like the second one where people on the boat catch him looking down the dead guy's pants. I mean, it's it's funny. I just didn't. The, the first movie to me was just cla- was just really classic. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm I'm hard pressed for thinking about comedies. Um, I I feel like a lot of comedies now they don't. Uh... Shit, I don't know. Um. I, I'm searching my brain. I honestly can't think of the last. I honestly can't think of the last like new comedy that I once saw, especially not like in the theaters or anything. At least that was like intentional anyway. Huh. One of my favorite old school goofball comedy movies is Detective School Dropouts. Which stars Colin Dreyfus, who, who's uh, Richard Dreyfus's brother, and it's funny because when you listen to Colin Dreyfus talk, he sounds a lot like Richard Dreyfus. Apparently, Colin Dreyfus has done a lot of voiceover and redubs for uh, Richard Dreyfus. I always thought Richard Dreyfus seemed like he was kind of an asshole. Uh, yeah, what are you allowed to laugh at anymore? I don't know. Every everything. I'm just gonna laugh at everything from here on. I don't even care. <laughs> there are some. There are some classic little gags in uh, uh, in fucking detective school dropouts. In the one guy, I can't remember his name. Um, but here's here's an interesting piece of trivia about detective school dropouts. Actually, I'm gonna read. So detective school dropouts. What was interesting about that? is that was a Golan Globus movie that was done when they were trying to get into comedies. Um, and so the Canon group was trying to make sort of this comedy division. Um, and I think they started filming a lot of these movies over in Europe, like in, uh, in Italy. And uh, David Landsberg and... Oh, I'm sorry. Lauren Dreyfus, not Colin. Lauren Dreyfus. Um... And, and they did a couple of movies. There's another movie, I think it was uh, D- uh, Dutch something. Uh, what the hell was it called? Uh, Dutch Treat. But so he did a lot of movies like that sort of in the, the mid to late 80s. And uh, honestly, they're kind of funny. Like they... <laughs> uh, I, I tell you what, let's watch... Let's watch the trailer for that. I think we can watch the trailer for that without getting pinched. Let's let's see if that gets us busted or not. Hopefully it doesn't. Meet Donald Wilson. He's a smooth, straightforward guy. Whose dream is to become a detective. 
detective. Give me like guns and stuff. Bring this up. Meet Paul Miller. He's a fast-talking high roller. Two waters, please. With a low-profile detective school. I've been working my fingers to the bone for you. The bone is a long way off. You don't hear me out there? And he's taking the entire class on an undercover mission. Oh, you sure you know how to drive one of these things? Well, there's nothing to it. Just to give it a little gas and let it out on the It's a crash course in staying alive. Oh, we're in the Vatican. Have faith. Because no textbook can help them now. Forgive me, Father. Okay. <laughs> You know, it, it, it's got some cute sight gags. It's got some physical comedy. There's some raunchy sexual goof, like goofy jokes. It, it was fun. It's a fun movie. One of my favorite sequences in there is they're fixing the car. They're fixing this car in Italy, and they have these stolen monk outfits. And uh, Lauren Dreyfus's character is trying to fix the engine. And these nuns walk by, and they talk to the other character. And one nun says, oh, how, you know, how, Father, car, car trouble? And he's just about to say something, and the other nun goes, Sister, these men are Trappists. You know, they're not allowed to speak. And as soon as she's done saying that, Lauren Dreyfus is carried, Shit, God damn it, we're out of gas. <laughs> Nuns just give him this dirty look. <laughs> he kicks him, and he's like, What'd you kick me for, you asshole? <laughs> but I just love it, just the timing of that right afterwards. Shit, God damn it, we're out of gas. <laughs> Kind of fun, uh, you know, so I don't know. I, I just feel like stuff like that, especially the the goofier, zany sort of stuff, they, they don't show it. And King Dinosaurus commented, see, that's the kind of stuff we could be watching if they'd let Joe Bob expand his repertoire. Honestly, I feel like Joe Bob wants to. I feel like he wants to, but obviously Shudder being owned by AMC, being a big conglomerate, they're going to, I feel like, probably rein that in a little bit. I mean, I, I feel like he got possibly beat on a little bit, even for that last season of showing stuff like Deadbeat at Dawn and whatever. People are all, do you even horror though? Horror, 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 horror. It's got to be horror. It's like, no, it used to just be drive-in and exploitation cinema. That was comedy, horror, I mean, it didn't wasn't necessarily just one genre in that regard. But look... I'm happy the guy is back on the air. I never thought I would see him again, so I'll take what I can get. But I agree. I agree with you, King Dinosaur. And Dead by Dawn does rule, by the way. The movie is fucked up. There's like some great fight scenes in there. I wish they would make more shit like that. Um, Black Cat, I would definitely watch him. Same. I mean, like I say, this this movie, uh, Nature of the Beast, I feel like would have been a cool... Would have been a cool one to watch. There's a lot of, there's a lot of movies like that. I mean, we... We talked about the, uh, what was that, Rage with George C. Scott. Uh, you know, I don't know if some of those are necessarily exploitation movies, but they're still cool. They're still fun. So, any, wow. So, anyhow, 
I totally forgot to take a break podcast, folks, so I guess you don't have to take one. Um, I hope you're... More fight scenes, more comedies, more werewolves! They... Uh, I am disappointed. I talked with somebody on Twitter briefly about werewolf movies. Uh, there was one that took place where people were stranded on, like, a train that was okay. But I still feel like they have not done werewolves the way that they could, like... I want to see a werewolf that just fucking rips some shit up. Like, fucking oh my god level style. I still get pissed at that movie, what is it, Bad Moon? The ending of Bad Moon is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. In my life! Yeah, Dog Soldiers is pretty solid. I like Dog Soldiers. Dog Soldiers was good. But even that, that was what, 90s? I mean, that movie's old. It's incredible how old some of those were. I'm like, oh yeah, well, that was like, oh shit, that was like 20 fucking years ago. Yeah. In movies like Dark Knight of the Scarecrow and stuff like that, like, I don't know, I feel like everything is just either crappy, just crappy slashers or like torture porn shit. I don't know. Or like knockoffs of paranormal activity, which I'm sorry, the movie fucking sucks. Mm. <clears throat> so let's talk about, let's talk about something, uh, I'm going to do a, I'm doing a complete non sequitur. What's your favorite canned food? I'm talking about food cause I'm hungry now and you want to know how hungry I am? You, you, King Dinosaur said preach brother. And I read that as peach and I immediately thought of a nice cool can of canned peaches and how delicious that would be right now. So what's your favorite canned food? I don't care what it is, anywhere across the board. What are some of your favorite canned foods? Uh, black cats like the French werewolves. I think they've mentioned in a past life you did regression once. It was weird. Lady read my mind. You were killed by French werewolves? French werewolves are tough. I feel like they're probably tougher uh, than like European werewolves. German werewolves are the ones you really don't want to fuck with. No, you didn't mention that, though. Canned peaches are way better than canned apricots. Canned apricots are gross. I like dried apricots, though. NH Girl, whoever else, anyone else is here. Who likes, who likes, what's your, some of your favorite canned foods? I honestly, I really like canned sweet corn. I really like, uh, I mean, canned olives are okay. But I really can't, I like canned peaches. Yeah, dude, like fucking tuna fish. Mmm. Hormel chilling in a can. I have one of the biggest cans of, like, beef stew upstairs in the world. It's preposterous. Preposterously large. You're a Parisian whore. You like the paranormal activity movies, but yeah, they're really stupid. Never scared me. I I just they broke the they the the suspension of disbelief to me was a little wrong. I'm like watching. I'm just like I don't feel like people would have acted like that, and I can't. You know, like the first movie, the boyfriend is such a fucking dickhead. You're like really, I just can't. Ugh. 
Mm, it's, but I'm thinking about corn. Your parents came to get me. They were rich, but the werewolves got me. Black Cat, at some point, I need, you need to write this down as part of your blog. That's fascinating. NH Girl, what is your favorite canned food? Black Cat, what's your favorite canned food? Now I'm thinking about delicious tuna fish and chili and sweet corn. Corn in a can packed with butter, but canned peas. See, I like frozen peas better than canned peas. I like frozen peas. I don't like when peas get mush. I like when they're a little crispy. Well, they're not crispy, but I like when they're... I like when you bite them and the skin breaks a little bit. I don't like when they're mush. Unless it's pea soup. Like, pea soup with a little bit of ham. And then you eat that, and then you rip these hot, sticky, potent farts for the next eight hours. Good God. But that's good fucking soup. Uh, how many yelms? You said packed with butter, but you didn't specify how many yelms of butter in that can. But I feel like canned food gets a bad rap. Like, man, I tell people, you know, I, I told my parents, I told a lot of my friends and family, being a last year, even when the COVID things first started, I was like, dude, go buy a bunch of canned food and just stock it somewhere in your basement. You never know. I'm like, get stuff that you can eat cold if you have to. Fruits, vegetables, beans. You know, shit, even even something like a chili, it might be gross, but technically you can eat a lot of that just cold out of the can. It's still cooked. I mean, you might have to survive on it. Your craving lately has been SpaghettiOs with Franks or the Chef Boyardee ravioli you eat right out of the can. It doesn't need to be heated up. See? I'm telling you. Three yelms. That's a triple yelmer. Mmm. Going for the old triple yelmer. That sounds good. Canned pea... Wait. Canned corn, peas, tuna, chili, and stew. You haven't had SpaghettiOs in a long time. You used to love that stuff. Sp I like SpaghettiOs, and I like taking SpaghettiOs and then adding ground turkey. Um, it's kind of tasty. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of yelms, but... I mean, canned corn is awesome with melted butter and salt. Melts in the sun. The I like the I like that sweet corn. Like the it's funny because every now and then I get like fresh corn. I'm like I don't like this as much as the canned corn. Dude, fucking gourmet spaghettios, gourmet spaghettios, gourmet ramen. All right, recipe. You get ramen. Okay, and you're gonna cook that ramen. And while it's cooking in there, you want to add some butter, you want to add some hot sauce, you want to add a teeny tiny bit of some oil, like a olive oil, whatever oil you got. And then once that's done, just mix it with like some ground turkey or whatever. It's fucking tasty, man. Like you can supplement a lot of that stuff. And that's what I always tell people, I'm like, even if you're on a budget, people would use the argument to me, like, oh, well, people who don't make a lot of money, all they can afford is fast food, and that's what, I'm like, bullshit. That's, that's horse shit. You can, you can eat quality food on such a budget, you just can't eat shit like fucking, yeah, hamburgers and fries and stuff, like, Dude, I, 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 I used to not make a lot of money, and I used to cook for myself, you, I would eat a lot of... You know, rice, ground ground turkey and stuff like that. Canned and frozen vegetables. You look for when it's on sale and you buy them. Like, come on, dude. 
You like that? Wait, canned brown bread? What is that? Canned bread? Yums of butter. I'm from, it's from Boston. Too bad Boston actress isn't here. I know, so it's slower night tonight. But you know what? Maybe people are tired and just listening. That, and if they are, that's okay. The uh, three of you, King Dinosaur, uh, Krista, and Black Cat, I thank you guys so much for chatting back and forth and uh, giving the stream some energy today. Really appreciate that a lot. You like a teaspoon of mayo in your chicken ramen. Now that's interesting. That I wouldn't have thought to try. I'm usually not a big fan of mayo. But I would try it. I would try it. You know what? I feel like I feel like what I want to do is I want to go get some of my canned food. Look it up. Yes, it's like cake. And it has raisins. You think B&M makes it. What? You bet, man. Help me feel a little better. Probably going to have to crash soon, though. Yeah, we're going to end this soon as it is. Um... As a matter of fact, let's take one more drink. Podcast, folks, that was a chat and chill episode. I hope you enjoyed just hanging out for a little while. I'm going to try and do some more dedicated uh, podcast episodes soon. I will probably do some guided meditation and relax tracks. I actually got some positive comments on that the one day. Uh, Ace Quinn from Australia was like, geez, it was two o'clock in the afternoon. And she started getting sleepy. So I think I'm going to put some of those out there. And that way then, if anyone wants, uh, a, a dedicated relax sort of video, those will be available uh, on the podcast for you to listen to. So podcast folks, thank you so much. We will see you again next week. Stay safe. Keep the faith, all of that good shit. And we'll see you again next time. Good night.